Hey, Dr. Mike here. Are you living with MS and want to regain your life? Stay tuned to find out how. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. So, um, if you are a loved one or dealing with multiple sclerosis, you definitely want to um, listen and pay attention to this podcast. We're really excited to have a great guest, Dr. Terry Walls. She's a professor at the University of Iowa, where she conducts clinical trials testing the efficacy of diet lifestyle to treatment of multiple sclerosis. She's the author of The Walls Protocol, a radical new way to treat all chronic autoimmune conditions using paleo principles. Dr. Walls, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. So, you know, I, I, I think it's safe to say that out of all of our audience uh, members that, that listen to our show a lot, there's several that have MS, but there's probably a whole bunch that uh, know friends and family members that, that deal with this. And, um, but then, and then, but then the, the paleo thing is interesting too. So we may get some paleo people listening to this as well, right? That's great. Um, so I just wanted to start off, um, you know, you are a functional medicine certified practitioner. Mm -hmm. Give, give us a little, like, how, how did you go down this path? How did you get to sure. where you are today? So I, I'm conventional internal medicine doc, uh, professor of medicine. I'm diagnosed with MS. I see the very best people take the newest drugs. And so within three years, I'm in a tilt recline wheelchair. My trigeminal neuralgia is relentlessly worse. And that's when I decided to go back to reading the basic science. I began experimenting on myself based on what I'm learning. First, using supplements. Uh, I had redesigned, I had switched from a vegetarian low-fat diet to a paleo diet. I uh, was continuing to decline. Supplements slowed my decline. And then uh, by the summer of 07, I could not sit up uh, in a regular chair. I had a zero-gravity chair with my knees higher than my nose. It was a struggle to walk even a few steps. Mm -hmm. um, I tried general neuralgia, was uh, relentlessly worse. Uh, and uh, that, it was that summer I discovered electrical stimulation of muscles. I added that to my physical therapy. And I had this really big aha moment, which of course you guys were like, it was obvious, but it wasn't obvious at the time that I should redesign my paleo diet based on all the science that mm -hmm. I'd been studying and learning and uh, functional medicine. So that took me several more months. And that is when the magic happened. Right. Uh, my physical therapist said, like, oh, my God, you're getting stronger. He had me advance my mat exercises. Then we had me start lifting weights. Um, I started walking again. Uh, and then, uh, you know, six months into this recovery, I get on my bike for the first time in six years. And I bike around the block. Uh, and that really um, transformed how I thought about disease and health. It would ultimately transform the way I practice medicine. And it would transform the research that I do. And now that's the focus, both of my clinical practice and of the clinical research uh, that we've done. And I think what makes your story so unique is the stage that you were in typically. The, oh, I, I was the, in a really bad way. Right. So you typically do not regain Capa yeah, you know, that capacity once it's lost. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. Once you uh, transition to secondary progressive MS, um, you, the, you, you take very aggressive drugs to try to slow the decline. Functions once lost do not come back. 
And the fact that I, I stopped the trigeminal neuralgia, I stopped the uh, uh, brain fog, I stopped the fatigue, and I went from being unable to sit up to walking, hiking, biking, you know, uh, uh, biking for hours this weekend. Uh, I, I did lots of hiking. I uh, gardened uh, and I was hauling these 40 pound bags back and forth over to my garden, dumping, you know, the soil in. Now I was tired last night, but you know, it was a whole weekend of vigorous gardening uh, and outdoor activities. In, in 2007, my, my future was so clear, veteran demented intractable pain. Hmm. Wow. In 2022, you know, um, my future is clear, changing the world's view of how you treat MS, that yeah. diet and lifestyle matter a great deal. Well, but I, so I, I want to get into a little bit of, of your research and what you found throughout the years, but give us a, like the cliff note version of, of what you did with your diet that you think had the, the greatest impact. You know, I had been a low fat vegetarian, um, uh, plenty of beans and rice, uh, uh, whole grains, uh, and that made me worse, uh, probably because I have unrecognized gluten sensitivity, uh, uh, dairy sensitivity, and egg sensitivity. Uh, yeah, so I, I, when I got those things out of my diet, and then I focused on uh, more greens, more non-starchy vegetables, added liver. Uh, and, uh, you know, that really was when the magic happened. Um, for four years, I had this intense, intense craving for greens. Um, all sorts of uh, variety of greens. Uh, and if my green intake went down, I could tell cognitively that things were not as good. Mm. So, uh, you know, I, I would carry cabbage with me on, on, for all of my flights. And I'm eating cabbage on the plane. Uh, I'm carrying kale uh, with me uh, because I could tell cognitively within 24 hours if uh, I was not getting uh, those nutrients. Now, when you look at functional medicine, um, it, it there's a personalized approach. So some people listening could say, okay, that that's her experience. Um, can we really apply that to to a lot yeah. of people? So I know you're you started doing some clinical trials and mm -hmm. and a, kind of adding that approach. Correct, correct. So so a couple things in the VA, uh, I was so successful. We created a clinic, the therapeutic lifestyle clinic, where I saw a wide variety of autoimmune problems, uh, uh, obesity, diabetes, mental health issues. And we had great success in that clinic. Then in my clinical trials, and we're now in trial uh, uh, eight uh, that I'm doing, uh, and, and we've done either dietary trials or diet plus lifestyle trials. Mm -hmm. uh, and always been able to show, yes, people can do it. Uh, that it, uh, as people implement diet and lifestyle, fatigue goes down, quality of life uh, goes up, uh, motor function uh, improves, although it takes longer for the motor function to improve. And uh, that's going to improve if you're doing uh, physical therapy and exercise with it. Uh, and so, you know, for the, for the folks who say, you know, my, my experience, so what, it's just one person. Well, I agree, so what, it's one person. But now that we've had seven trials that are all successful, that are peer-reviewed, published, and my work, work is being cited by more and more neuroscientists, I've gone from this you know, crazy, wild, dangerous idea to we're moving towards the neurology community agreeing that 
diet matters. Yeah. That that lifestyle matters. And we can have debate as to whether the paleo diet is better, the Mediterranean diet is better, intermittent fasting is better. Uh, and we've got we'll have a paper coming out hopefully soon uh, in a very very high impact journal mm-hmm. that is going to be reviewing all of the dietary intervention studies uh, and and talking about uh, their role and. Uh, um, uh, so we are changing the standard of care. It will soon soon be that everybody's going to agree that diet matters, uh, yeah. and that uh, yes, you can you can pick the paleo diet, you could do the Mediterranean diet. Both are great diets. Both will do really well. And for some, the Mediterranean diet will be better, and for others, gluten free paleo diet will be superior. Right. Um, so in your in your personal journey, you, you reversed a lot of the deficits that Dramatically. you, you Dramatically. developed is, and so in the clinical trials in this, in this paper, that's coming out soon, what are, what are they looking at as term in terms of outcome or are, is it, is it well, regaining? So, you know? Right. So, so we, we look at uh, quality of life. We look at uh, pain. We look at mental health. Uh, we look at walking function, hand function, vision function. Uh, and so I've studied progressive MS folks. Uh, and have had remarkable uh, improvement, uh, clinical improvement in half of those folks. Uh, and with progressive MS, it's stunning that anyone improves, let me tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with relapsing remitting MS, uh, we've been, uh, those have been shorter in duration. Our next study is going to be two years in duration. So I'll be able to have a longer time frame to talk about change in motor function, vision function, working memory. We'll also be doing uh, MRIs. Uh, so yeah. I'm very excited. So if, if we have anyone with relapsing remitting MS, uh, and we know people with relapsing remitting MS, uh, please reach out to us so we could screen and see if you could join us for our, our next, our, our current clinical trial, because right. we'll be recruiting for another uh, probably year and a half okay. uh, for that study. We'll, we'll share your website um, at the end of the podcast as well. Uh, you're listening to Dr. Terry Walls. She is the uh, author of The Walls Protocol, a radical new way to treat all chronic autoimmune conditions using paleo principles. So just as a quick review, what are the paleo principles? Like, what are you following there? So uh, we're, we're talking about having plenty of non-starchy vegetables, uh, uh, berries, um, uh, and we want to have uh, meats, fish, poultry uh, as your protein source. Uh, and so ideally you go organic and grass fed if that is what your budget allows. But if, if that, if not, that's fine. You just simply do the best that you can mm-hmm. getting more vegetables, uh, getting meats, avoiding high glycemic grains, mm-hmm. uh, uh, pastas, flours, uh, added sugar. I also take dairy out. Um, and I, Encourage people to take eggs out at least briefly, so you can because that's another common food uh, allergen, uh, and then reintroduce the eggs. If you tolerate eggs, they're they're really a wonderful superfood, uh, mm-hmm. but we'll have um, in our clinical experience about 25 to 30 percent will discover they don't do well with eggs if they take them out. Now, do you find that there is a role in your protocol for supplementation? Oh, you know, absolutely. I like to have everyone monitor the vitamin D level and replace uh, with vitamin D accordingly. Monitor their homocysteine level and use yeah. uh, activated B vitamins to correct their homocysteine level. Uh, and then depending on their clinical circumstances, 
in their risk factors, their toxin exposures. We may talk about additional sulfur-based amino acids such as lipoic acid, acetylcysteine, or taurine. Uh, uh, I may even talk about uh, liposomal glutathione. Uh, and then, uh, again, depending on their clinical circumstances, I may talk about phosphatidylcholine. Uh, I may talk uh, about um, uh, coenzyme Q. So I, I, I try to personalize it based on their, their uh, risk factors uh, and their symptoms. And, and so this is the, the individuals who are coming to the lifestyle clinic? To the lifestyle clinic uh, coming to see me. You know, at, at the VA, we had very basic supplements, B vitamins, fish oil, vitamin D. And that was all I used. And those mm -hmm. folks were living on food stamps. Uh, they were, um, uh, you know, using conventional foods. Uh, and I might ha have vegetarians. So we would work with vegetarians about how to have a complete protein. Uh, and we had remarkable transformations. So those individuals say you can't do the Wallace protocol if you can't afford to go uh, to Whole Foods and buy organic. I'm like, we taught people how to use these concepts living on food stamps and saw remarkable transformations mm -hmm. using conventional food. We had to teach them how to cook, how to meal plan, how to shop. So they were using all of their food and not having uh, um, uh, waste, uh, you know, so they could plan for leftovers. Uh, and uh, it's possible. It is absolutely possible. You don't have to have lots of money to make these concepts work. Yeah. Now, do you have um, any plans to do any follow-up or have you done any follow-up for the people who may have been in the clinical trial to see, do well, they stick with it? Because Oh I yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, so when I, when I recruit for a new trial, I go around the state and I, you know, talk to the local MS society. So it, it is so much fun because I run into people from our first study in, uh, cause they, they come uh, and it's sort of like being at a revival meeting. Uh, these folks will stand up, they will share their story and uh, they will say like, you know, and if I stop doing the the diet, my fatigue comes back, my walking's not very good. So I am definitely on, still on the program. Uh, and so I have this lady who's in her 70s now. She's like, if I wasn't doing this, I would be in a wheelchair, but I, I'm doing this. I'm still hiking, biking, I'm still playing uh, in the band. Uh, she's a, a band member. And it's so much fun. The the other uh, lady uh, who's uh, in Waterloo that uh, comes by to hear me, she talks about how she is biking and hiking uh, and has this rich and full life uh, and is still working. And she knew that she would have had to stop working had she not uh, run into our work. Yeah. So, uh, yes, people, people will stay on it. Uh, and we find... In my clinics, in our clinical trials, that 70 to 80% have a remarkable improvement on our program. And for, for comparison, the best disease-modifying drugs can reduce the risk of relapse by 64 to 68%. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and those drugs come with a lot of and they come with effects, too, at the end of the day. Huge side, huge side yeah. effects, huge cost, uh, and... Diet and lifestyle has huge side effects. Losing weight if you're overweight or overbeast, better blood pressure, <laughs> better blood sugar. Your other medications yeah. have to go down uh, uh, in dose. 
uh, and those are the kinds of adverse events that we have to report uh, all the time. That, uh, and so those are what we call health side effects that, yeah. that people's it health will, yeah. improves. Yeah. So yes, I, I can't fix everyone. In my clinical practice, I can you know go above seventy to eighty percent because I can do testing, uh, and I can write more personalized recommendations, evaluations, and figure out uh, help people be more successful. In a clinical trial, you have a protocol, mm -hmm. and you follow the protocol. And if people are outside the protocol, mm -hmm. I, I I don't have the the luxury of a more personalized investigation in fine tuning of what it is that we're doing. So Dr. Walls in 1995, I did a month long rotation in neurology in my fourth year in medical school. Oh, we yeah. saw a lot of MS patients and I don't think I ever heard one of the neurologists ask about diet. Yeah. It, it was certainly not the standard, you know, yeah. and, and when I was talking about the uh, importance of diet, I was transiently banned as a speaker. Uh, I was interviewed, uh, thoroughly condemned for putting out this uh, dangerous message that, um, um, and I was always very careful to say, this is my story. Mm -hmm. This is the rationale for what I was doing and why. Work with your physician. If you think meditation would be okay, if you think more vegetables would be okay, if you think uh, physical therapy would be okay, then you know, do my program. And work closely with your medical team. Yeah, that was a that was a threatening message. Now in 2022, um, I, I I and I go to these annual uh, consortium of MS center meetings, uh, and I, I can tell you, we have more discussion that diet matters. Yeah, well, uh, and people you're talk about the, my research. You're so, showing yeah. them the data, right? The data has to drive the decisions, you know. And so the, you need to have clinical trials. Yeah. Yeah, and you need uh, other scientists to cite your work and and talk about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and that that's happened. It, it, and the usual sequence for true innovation is you have a case report, a case series. You get your first pilot study. You have an incredibly hard time getting that first pilot study published. You have to get it published in a throwaway, very low impact journal. And then the next one, another throwaway, low low impact journal. And then finally, a little higher impact journal find a little higher impact journal, find a little higher impact journal. Mm -hmm. uh, and now our work's been reviewed by the highest impact journal. Uh, and, it, it, and that only took 12 years. That's a very short time in the world of science. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's sad though, too, at the same time. It, sh it shouldn't take that long to change minds, right? I mean, I, I think... Well, the, 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 the speed at which we work in clinical science is a little frustrating sometimes. <laughs> that can be hard. Although I, you know, I, I feel kinder about that because all of us have a hard time embracing new ideas. So we're all a little bit slow. If there's a really new idea, a new technology, it's going to take a while. And we'll be innovative in some parts of our life. Mm -hmm. We aren't going to be innovative in every aspect. Uh, and so... I'm patient with my colleagues. I do the research. <laughs> I do publish. Yeah. I, 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 I play nice in the sandbox and we make forward progress. Awesome. Well, we appreciate all of the, the progress that you have pioneered. And, and we're just so thankful to have you sharing with our listeners. 
your story and and how the, the steps that they can take to, yeah. to make changes, not just with MS, but just with autoimmune in autoimmune general. in general. So it's very helpful for rheumatoid arthritis, inflammatory bowel disease, psoriasis, any of the hundreds of autoimmune conditions and their comorbid problems, which often include insulin resistance, uh, prediabetes, diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, anxiety, depression. Dr. Terry Walls is changing the way we treat MS. She is changing outcomes like we really haven't seen before. So it's very exciting. We're, we're very happy that you came along. If somebody's listening, Dr. Walls, how can they get a hold of you? How could they see yeah. if they could join some of these studies? Where would they go? So if you go to terrywalls.com, T-E-R-R-Y, Walls, W-A-H-L-S.com, go there, sign up for our newsletters. You can look for the various products that we have to help support you on your healing journey. Uh, And then uh, I'll be sure that you have the link for our research trial so people can screen to see, are you eligible? Could we enroll you in our clinical trials? Um, We have very exciting stuff. Uh, It's for relapsing, remitting multiple sclerosis. If you have that, we want you to be part of our next clinical trial. Great. Thank you so much for coming on. You're listening to Live Foreverish. Don't forget, you can go to liveforeverish.com where you can download a bunch of other podcasts covering all kinds of topics. When you do that, please like, share, and comment, and subscribe so you never miss a show. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.